Thinking About You with Estra, Season 8, Episode 34. Yes, we're here Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Happy Halloween today, if you're into it. Hopefully you're enjoying your costume, the candy, and the socialization. Learn to vote for your passions and goals. How do you do that? And why are we talking about that? Because we are just less than seven days for your vote to count. And it's important that your vote counts because, really, we are all in it together. So how do you know what to vote for? What issues and concerns stand out to you? Which things impact your family? It really makes a big difference. In fact, our topic today, being happy and content, you might be surprised that your vote may actually impact your happiness more than you really know. So get prepared to think about those thoughts here in just a moment. I'd like you first to get a pen and paper. Do you have some handy? We're going to actually just ask a few questions that you can actually think on concerning your happiness and contentment. We're actually going to change the order a little bit today and do the articles last, and we're going to actually have you ask yourself some personal questions about your happiness and contentment. And why choose it? Because the quality of life, which improves each day, is impacted by how you feel. And what also can be accomplished with happiness and contentment? Can you believe this? Fear, shame, why is that? Because your focus is on you and ensured hacking, intimidation, or bullying is placed at a low priority. And guess what? That's exactly where it should be. So have you had enough time to grab a single piece of paper? It's really quick. That's just some things for you to think about. There's no right or no wrong answers, okay? This is really about you. That's why this show is talking about you with Esther, because it is about what you're going through and hopefully making things more positive in your life. Okay, so the first, there's only like uh, five questions on the first half. It's like in five and five, I think. Five for happiness, five for contentment. But the question is, what makes you happy in life? Can you list five things yourself this? Are you able to do these things right now that make you happy? And if not, explain why you can or cannot do them. This is just to yourself, okay? This is not for anyone else. This is just helping you think about and bring things to the surface that might help you become a little bit more happy. Number two is, are they good and healthy for you, right? So the things that make you happy, do they improve your life? They make them fun. It makes you happy, and it makes you better. Do they? Go ahead and list them. If they're not healthy, don't list them, okay? And also, you can always stop the if you're listening to the podcast or go back to and listen to the questions if you need to get them, if I going too fast or too slow for your speed, because sometimes we have a lot of things we need to say and sometimes we have a little. So make it sure that the program today is at your pace. Okay, question three would be, does it currently fit into your lifestyle? This, we're still talking about what makes you happy, okay? 
And sometimes, let's see, number two, let's try it again. Does it currently fit in your lifestyle, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially? You know, a lot of times people forget about their souls, and that's probably one of the most important things because to me there's a lot of things tied into happiness that are spiritual. And and that spiritual can be whatever it is for you. Some people it's just actually going out or walking on the beach or going out to the forest, looking at the trees. There's many, many things people think about when they say spiritual. So I'm not trying to focus that. That is for your own spiritual awareness. And what, what is it that fills you up inside? Okay, so number three is, does it currently fit into your lifestyle? And we're talking about what makes you happy in life. Number four, is it something you can do alone or is it in partnership, right? Do you need somebody else there? Is it a good friend you have? You go and you chat all day and that just lifts you up and builds your spirits. You guys can share what's on your mind, you know. And whose support would you actually need? Who, who in your life makes it better? And how do they make it better? And how perhaps do you make their lives better? Or is it something that you just do alone? We all have different needs and desires to make us happy. The key is recognizing what they are for each one of us. And number five is what do you gain by doing this? So it makes you happy, and why does it make you happy? How does it move you? How, by the time you finish whatever this goal is and whatever this activity or event is, what makes you uh, happy by doing this? Or actually, I'm sorry, what do you gain by doing this? So let me repeat those in case I went a little too fast, a little too slow for for some of you. This part of it is what makes you happy in life? All right? So ask yourself, are you able to do these things right now? Because you could have been in a collision and it's really hard for you to get to the things and be able to do the things that you used to enjoy. And by the way, if you're not able to, please do be willing to actually go out and see if there's other things you can learn that will make you just as happy. Because sometimes we kind of get in a rut and we think we can only do these things or or a certain way, but actually there's a lot of ways and things to do in life if we're open to being able to see them. Number two is, are they good and healthy for you, right? Because if they're good and healthy, they will lift you up. Not only will they make you happy, but you'll feel better about yourself. So those those are really good things. So make sure that they're good and they're healthy because there are a lot of things that aren't that it's easy to get into especially with the, the way in which things are programmed today, especially with all the different activities on the Internet. Sometimes you can go down that slippery slope and you've gotten to the bottom and didn't even realize you were even heading in that direction. Number four is, is it something you can do alone or in partnership? And who would support you if you needed that support? All right, number five is, what do you do I'm sorry, what do you gain by doing this? How does this create the happiness within you, inside you, or externalize? Either way, what, why does this make you happy? And again, these questions are specifically just for you. They're just something to think on during the day and uh, decide how you feel about them. Sometimes it's just a good thing to take a bit of inventory, especially 
holidays when you have to come up against so many different variables and you're not really sure how you want to deal with them. So if you can ground yourself in your own happiness and contentment, it'll help you to move forward in ways that will actually make you feel like you're making progress and that they are good things in your life. Okay, so the next, I think there's two, four, four for the contentment. So the next question is, what makes you content in life? So the first one is, on a scale of one to three, rate your stress level. Number one equals low. Number two equals average. And number three equals high. Okay, again, on a scale of one to three, rate your stress level. One is low. Two is average, and three is high. And the next one is, question is, is the stress imposed from internally? Are you putting the stress on yourself, or is it externally coming from your environment? And actually, it could actually be both, yourself, from inside yourself and externally. And then ask yourself the question as part of this, if it's internally what is it being caused from? Is it something in the past, something in the future? Is it post-traumatic stress disorder from the collision? I mean, there's a, uh, there's a myriad of things that it could be for that. Is it externally? Is it sitting in traffic all day, hitting your brakes? Is it something going on at work? Is it friends? Is it family? What is causing it if it's external from you? And if it's external from you, I want you to ask the question, how can you change those dynamics. Does that mean leaving to go to work maybe a half an hour early so it's less stress and getting there and worrying about what's going to be going on in traffic? You'd be surprised how many things, it's the little things a lot of times in life that get us really in turmoil within ourselves or externally. So that question, which is number two, is this stress impulse from internally, which is yourself, externally, the environment, or both. Okay, the third one is, how would you rate your support system, meaning available help when needed? One is good, two is mostly available, and three is unavailable. And I think it's really good, particularly for this question, to say if you have great support systems, make sure that you're there when they need support, if you're injured and you're hurt, you don't feel well, you're not always able to be there like you'd like, but you can kind of, kind of, in your good days, try to be supportive in some ways. Sometimes it's just a call to say hello. It doesn't have to be a lot of things to do when you're not feeling well. If it's mostly available, I want you to ask yourself, what do you do when those support systems are unavailable? How can you help yourself get to the place Tend to the place of contentment. It's a very important question. And number three, when you're talking unavailable, the question is, how do you support yourself when there are no support systems? What can you do? Sometimes you're not able to shift the problem that's there, but maybe you can do something to relieve that stress. Maybe that's some form of exercise. Maybe that's watching a movie. Maybe that's uh, music. Maybe it's playing videos. There's just a myriad of things one can do to try to get yourself what back in focus. Because a lot of time when we lose our contentment, we've lost our focus. Something has pulled us away from what we really need to do to become better at what we need to be, which is contentment. And the last 
one is, during the day, do you have more positive or negative thoughts? And this is very important. Even take a moment, maybe today or tomorrow, and count your thoughts. Just make a, a scratch, you know, not or something. Anywhere you want to collect how many numbers. Every time you have a positive thought, add it in that column. Every time you have a negative thought, add it in that column. And take a look at the end of the day to see where your thoughts lie. And then ask yourself, why are they there? Are they there because I'm positive even though those some bad things can happen in your day? Because I guarantee you, no one goes through life having all good days or all bad days. You've got to find yourself having some of both of them. But it's how you react to them and choose to deal with them that makes the difference. So take a look and see where you are. Because you might think, oh, I'm very positive, and at the end of the day, you look and you're more in the negative column. Or maybe you think you're more in the negative column, and you look at the end of the day and you're in the positive column. Or maybe you actually spread them out quite evenly. So the goal would be to change those closer to the positive column, even in bad situations. For example, I got in a car accident today. I just, I'm in the hospital. I've been here for 10 hours. I'm just not liking this. What's the positive about that? That you are in the hospital and that you can get care for what you need and hopefully you can go home the same day or the next day. Those are positive things in a negative situation, right? It's attitude and how we're looking at it. So make sure you compare those positives to negatives because they do make a big difference. And make sure to know where you are right now, especially if you need to change the levels of happiness or contentment. Look at your answers. In fact, cross out the answers that you don't like, right, and scratch in what you want, right, for contentment and uh, happiness. So if you scored low and you don't like that, cross it out and put in what you can do to make it better. And then take some time during the day to look at those how to do it better because that's the way that we improve. If we have to keep being triggered in our mind, this is what we want, right? Because otherwise you might get distracted into other things that are going on in your life or other people's lives or just during the day. So make sure if it's not you're not where you want to be, scratch it out on those answers and put in what you want it to be. It really makes a difference, and it's just letting your heart and mind know where you want them to be. Remember, happiness and contentment is actually more of a learned process, just like being negative or positive is a learned process. But it has to be somewhere on a conscious level for you to determine that. So we have to know how life impacts us and what we choose to do about it. So I'm glad that we uh, got through that. That's why we actually did the... uh, the information on happiness and contentment first because I wanted to be sure that you would actually be able to see how you felt about that because I did find some interesting articles that you might be interested in. And I I tried to look at statistics this time for happiness or contentment. And, of course, there was much more on happiness, but it kind of flowed into contentment. So I found several of them. Today we're going to just go over two of them. And what do I always say about articles we find? Remember to support these companies because if you don't, Wall Street will. And when Wall Street supports them, they show more of Wall Street's point of view than yours, okay? 
So make sure that whatever you can do, and even if that's just uh, you can't afford to subscribe, uh, go out and uh, send it to a friend to just let them know about what's going on. So the first article I found was actually by the New York Times. It's 17, and it's by Niza Togoski. I hope I did that pretty close. It was on March 20, 2017 of last year. It says, the name of the article is, Norway is number one in happiness, and the U.S., sadly, is number 14. And it says, quote, Norwegians have one more reason to smile, not that they need it. Norway is now the world's happiest country, according to the 2017 World Happiness Report. And the Central African Republic was the least happy out of 155 countries. You know, it's amazing to come out on top of 155 countries. And it's, it's hard, it's sad to come out of 155 as being some of the saddest countries, as being the saddest country. The author of the report found that half a dozen socioeconomic factors explain much of the difference in happiness among countries, but the social factors play an unappreciated role. As evidence, they cite periods of substantial economic growth were that were nonetheless matched by declining happiness in China and the United States, which was ranked 14. So I personally believe we're being sold a bill of goods because people want their hands on your money. Money, when they used to say, money is not everything, it looks like they were right. Climbing the social ladder has made so many people preoccupied that really forgotten what's life about. Remember, you cannot take it with you. Right? You just can't. If you could, a lot of it would be gone. Probably would be out of resources on the country by now or in the world by now. So remember that. It said, I have to say that as evidence, they cite periods of substantial economic growth that were nonetheless matched by declining happiness in China and the United States, which ranked 14th. And why is that? They talk about this in this article. It says, it takes good social foundations and trust. That's John Heidewell. Okay? Maybe these are the issues to vote on. Reasons why health care is so important, right? Let me say what it is. They said again. It takes good social foundations and trust, right? What happened to our social foundations? Haven't they been eroded by shame, fear, and sure tactics that are harassment and intimidation, bullying, right? Those don't sound like things that actually improve our social foundation. Healing and trust and health care, patience, you know, Helping people, those are the kind of things that make social foundations stronger, not weaker. It says here, quote, the report was prepared by the Substantiated Development Solutions Network, an international panel of social scientists convened by the United Nations. So, you know, they were looking uh, and just trying to get to the, the truth of this. It says, I suppose let me go ahead and give you the, the top. They gave five of them here that were the Happiest and then the least happy, or unhappy, I guess you'd say. So Norway was number one. Denmark was, was number two. Iceland was number three. Switzerland was number four. And Finland was number five. And what do they all have? Health care for all. Right? They're not putting a lot of restrictions on their citizens. Right? I believe the less restrictions we have, the freer we become. Not that we go hog wild, like with gun control. 
things we should have, we should have something on like gun control. We don't have. I do not know how I think the level of us moving to 14 might be demonstrated in all the the, the actual loss, life, loss of life we've had because of guns. People are killing people, and why? Maybe because they're not happy in their life? Probably. In my opinion, that's probably so. Happy people don't kill people normally, okay? I'm sure there's a few outliers there, but most people don't. So moving from why would America, the one that has the most wealth in the world, be 14th? Because somehow, in my opinion, we've forgotten who we are. I mean, for example, why would Trump want to prevent the people who are the migrants coming to America? Why? I mean, it's hard enough to get here just at those that amount of walking, but not the right equipment or quality of clothing and food, all those things, but being determined to make it anyhow. And once you get here, you're going to be threatened by military force? That's not the America I know. America I know is opening. They know that things are hard. They know that every country is not equal. And if people are leaving a country that they love, because let's face it, everyone loves their own country. They may not like some of the things that go on, but that's where they are. That's their culture. Why do you leave? Because things have gotten pretty bad. And if the U.S. isn't careful, you better watch out. People will start leaving here, too. There are other places to go. And once we start losing those resources, we're not going to be able to stay on top, whatever that means, because happiness is obvious not worth, obviously not one of them. Okay, the ones that were the most unhappy, Rwanda, Syria, Tanzania, Honduras, Burundi, I don't know how to say that, Burundi, I hope that's close enough for you to understand it, and Central Africa Republic. And it says on here, quote, Humanity is about halfway up the ladder with the average global score of 5.3 based on hundreds of thousands of surveys conducted by Gallup over the years. The top five countries, Norway, Denmark, Iceland, Switzerland, and Finland, all scored just above or below 7.5. So that tells you humanity, humanity is very important. You skip humanity over money and you're going to lose a lot. America, hello, are you looking at the right things? Are you seeing what becomes or what we become when we're more money-oriented than humanity? Personally, I believe in America we have a lot of people who seek humanity, but it has to be the ones who have the power and the resources to also come along. And if not, we'd better continue to really use our vote next week to bring it back. We also found that three-quarters of Variations among countries can be explained by six economic and social factors. A basic measure of national wealth, okay, poor countries, you're going to be struggling. That's going to cause a lot of stress, right? So that's not going to be healthy. Healthy, healthy years of expectancy, of life expectancy, I'll say that again. Healthy years of life expectancy. We know what health care can do for that. Well, at least we do. Unfortunately, we don't have people who are actually giving it to us. So that's also another problem. It says support or having someone to rely on during troubled times. You know, the number of people that are homeless, living in their cars, shows that there's a lot of people who don't have someone they can rely on in times of trouble. And that they're, they're actually having to struggle a great deal. 
Why would you have that in the richest country in America? I heard today on the news, I wish I could remember which news, they were talking about for Washington State, the cost of, of a house, buying a house is actually going down for the first time slowly. But far too many people have not even been, have not been able to afford to be indoors, not less to purchase one. Greed is a sad thing. Did those houses have to increase like that in price? No, they didn't. Did rents have to go so high that people couldn't afford to stay indoors? No, they didn't. Did uh, employers have to pay less wages or low wages or minimum wages uh, just in order to keep their business going? No, they didn't. Made it hard on people. The next one is trust. A perceived absence of corruption in government and business. In, In other words, if you can't trust government and you can't trust business, you've lost a lot. Because usually those are the engines that keep most economies in any country going. But if you can't trust them, if they're cheating you, if they're lying, not telling the truth, if they're harming you, if they're allowing guns to kill children in schools, you know, in the cities, I mean, the list is endless. We have to have trust. But why would we trust an absence? I mean, why would we trust a corrupt government? Or business. We're right. I mean, you sit there and you think, okay, well, we're going to try to believe, we're going to try to believe, we're going to do like Dorothy in the Oz, we're going to kick our heels a few times, hopefully they'll come back around. But when they don't come back around and your society continues to get worse, it does erode your trust. And it says the perceived freedom to make life choices, we should be able to decide how we're going to lead our, li- lead our lives. Make sure that it's not hurting someone else, that it's moving you in a positive way. We should be able to make positive life choices. And also generosity. I don't know how generous America has been. We're always naming a few people who are giving these extra, uh, exorbitant amount of money or uh, technologies away, but are they really? One of the things I always look at is how poor countries are able to afford cell phones but not food. Doesn't make sense to me. To me, it sounds like somebody's actually using these people to as tracking devices so they'll know exactly what they're doing. They're not interested in food or their welfare because if they were, phones would not have been their first priority. But that's just my opinion, okay? So I want to go ahead and read these because I added in a few things, but I want to make sure that you're saying the issues that make life better are. Well, the authors found that three-quarters of the variation among countries can be explained by thick economic and social factors. It said, a basic measure of national wealth, healthy years of life expectancy, social support, having someone to rely on during troubled times, trust, a perceived absence of corruption in government and business, the perceived freedom to make life choices, and generosity. How would you rate that right now in America? Make sure however you, you're rating them, you vote for them uh, next week because they won't change without you making the decision to say we need people who are doing these type of things to make our happiness barometer move in the right direction, which is up. It says here, it says, the United States was ranked 14th this year despite gains in per capita income and healthy years of life expectancy. Happiness in the United States two-year period ending in 2007 and 
ending in 2007 and 2.16, they found. We're getting richer, but our social capital is deteriorating, Dr. Sass says. And I say, is this due to our personal choices? Are we just looking at the media, Internet, ads, and saying, we just have to keep up with the Joneses? How far did the Joneses do? They might have got up in all the things they had, but were they really happy? Were they content? And are you content trying to keep up with the Joneses? Are you content with who you are within and externally? Yes, we do need things to help us live better lives, but we don't need a lot of things to make us that way. Well, some of us do. Some need more, some need less. But what do you need? And that's why I ask you the questions on what makes your life happy and what makes it content. Because only you can answer those questions. And once you decide what those answers are for you, it's a good time it's a it's a great goal to be able to try and meet those needs to make yourself happy. Because I've said before, you only get one life. It's not gonna actually happen any other way. All right, let's see what else it says there. The goal is marred in a rolling social crisis that is getting worse, she wrote in a chapter dedicated to America's flagging happiness. Yet the dominant political discourse is all about raising the rate of economic growth. Okay, so what are they saying? is that we're so interested in economic growth, we're ignoring everything. Only Wall Street greed matters, maybe to some. I suspect it doesn't matter to most because most are not in that race. Most are not even in the uh, in Wall Street. They don't have any stocks invested. If they do, it's through their job, and they probably don't know a lot about what's even going on with their own money, which, in my opinion, is not a good thing. You need to know what's going on with your money, who they're investing it in. Is it companies that you would want your money to have? It's a good question. Okay, I like this, this last section here. It says, quote, To fix that social frame, Dr. Sachs argues policymakers should work toward campaign finance reform, and we know why that is because that's just the greed of Wall Street all over everything, uh, drowning you with their own opinion, their own biases, and wanting to force you to do the things that they want you to do, like your thing of cattle going into a barn. That's my opinion of it. Reducing income and wealth inequality, that's the greed. Top CEOs in these companies know they are cheating you. How could they not know? They know you're barely getting paid minimum wage. They know they don't need the extra money that they're getting. Improving social relationships between native-born and immigrant populations. First of all, the only one that's native-born here is Native Americans. That's why we call them Native Americans, because they were here first. Anybody else is an immigrant population. So wake up when you're talking about the people who are coming here that are immigrants, okay? We are all immigrants. We were not born here, right? I mean, we might be born here literally now, but when we go back in our history, we weren't here, okay? So when you're talking about mistreating people from other places, remember that you came here from someplace too. Just overcoming national culture of fear induced by September 11 attacks, right? Some people took that 7-11 attack and ran with it. That's how we're so in a bad place with the Patriot Act because we were feared into agreeing with being violated by our um, our freedoms, right, our privacy. It's, it's gone. Okay, they're taking it and run with it. And that's the one thing we need to do is get it back because the Patriot Act is not working for America, in my opinion. 
Okay. It says, and improving the educational system. How can you actually think you can thrive if you are not even educated? How many people get out of high school, go to college and realize they had a second-rate education? They're not even prepared for college. They have to go back and learn everything they should have gotten in high school. We need to talk about that. How many of our kids are not even prepared for college? And how come the rich kids go from the same schools are, but the poor kids are, and they're in the same school? We need to wake up and see what they're teaching our kids, or they're not, and make sure if our schools won't teach them, even if we don't know how as parents, we need to find somebody who can. Or more importantly, let's just put people in the school system who are interested in the kids, who are willing to educate them and help them to lead productive lives as they age, to give them an understanding of what it means to be American and to vote, not to just try to use people to gain your own objectives, whoever objectives those might be. It's a whole other story, isn't it? That would be a, we could really talk about that one for a week. I want to go back to this because I really think that this, it, these issues are important. I'm not going to say anything about the article because you know how I can have a comment for everything. It says, quote, to fix that social fraying, Dr. Sass argues policymakers should work towards campaign finance reform, reducing income and wealth inequality, improving social relations between native-born and immigrant populations, overcoming the national culture of fear, right? Fear, shame. They're, they're good at those. Uh, okay, I had to put that in. Fear induced by September 11 attacks and improving the educational system. I personally believe that we can accomplish those goals. America's happiness will we'll go back up. We won't be number 14. We have the resources and the knowledge and the power to do it. We just have to let go of the greed. All right. The second article we're going to do is some fortune may be rich, but they're not happy. And it's by Lucinda Sheen. It's March 20th to 17th. And actually, I would go back and read both of these articles. They're really good. I'm just going to, on this one, it kind of, I'm going to just pick up where I kind of left off at the last article. So I'm kind of not going over the first part, but I want to get these last three paragraphs in. It says, quote, Americans think government corruption is on the rise in the country up 15% since 2006. Generosity of donations, social support from family and friends, and Americans' sense of personal freedom has also deteriorated. Let me read that again. Americans think government corruption is on the rise in the country, up 15% since 2006. Generosity of donations, social support from friends and family, and American sense of personal freedom has also deteriorated. And what do I call that from? That Patriot Act. You've got to take a look and see how bad that is. According to the study, this helps push happiness in the nation as measured by Gallup, by Gallup even lower. So why was it lower? Because the things that really were important were lost. And how do we lose them? By being fearful, right? I told you being courageous and standing for the things that are right is so important for contentment, contentment and happiness in life. We can't just let those go, and we can't be manipulated and intimidated and bullied, and bullied into actions that make our life worse, less contentment, less happiness. It is about not being manipulated. It's about thinking about what you're doing, using common sense, and making choices for all of us 
to make it a better life. I'm going to go on here. It says, Sachs added that focusing on the economic growth, only on the economic growth, could actually exacerbate the deepening social crisis. So what is it even saying? It's saying that we're actually in a social crisis. And why are we in a social crisis? Generosity of donations, social social support from friends and family, and Americans' sense of personal freedom have deteriorated, okay? So remember that when you're out voting. Are these people going to lift up American happiness or let us down? Are they interested in Wall Street greed and their own GDP? In other words, the money coming into their pocket, not into yours? They're not someone who's going to support America. So when you go out there, you think who's interested in our country? Who's interested in making our educational system better, not worse? What are we going to do to lift us up and not continue to take us down? Okay, this is the last paragraph here, quote. The United States can and should raise happiness by addressing America's multifaceted social crisis. Did you know you were in a social crisis? You don't hear that. You can certainly feel it. If you can't, you must be in that one top percent. The United States can and should raise happiness by addressing America's multifaceted social crisis, rising inequality, corruption, salation. That's what the Internet's doing to us. We're being isolated. Don't be isolated. People need people. Remember that. People need people. We need each other. We can't do with each other without each other. We need the support. We learn from each other. We support each other. We understand each other. And believe it or not, most of us are all in that same boat. We may not be going through the same thing right now today, the same, but one one of us will go through it now. Another might go through through it later, and on and on. So we really are in this boat together, people. There's no black, no white, no immigrant, no migrants uh, or citizens. We're all in this. It takes us all to make this a better place. So don't be deceived by someone's greed that you have to do something different. That's why insured civil rights legislation is so important. Those insurance companies have been doing this for generations. They've got a lot of things already set in place. And the only way to disrupt them for us to be getting our benefits and settlements the way we should is say we're not going to do this anymore. We don't want it that way. Just as Bernie Sanders says, we need Medicare for all. All of these things make us happier people, make us a better country, and we need to recognize that. All right, I'm going to start this last paragraph again. It says, the United States can and should raise happiness by addressing America's multifaceted social crisis, rising inequality, corruption, isolation, and distrust, he wrote. Let me say that again. Think about that. Rising inequality, corruption, isolation, and distrust, he wrote. How did we get there to this? How did we get here? We weren't here before, right? We don't have to, we do not have to go into Wall Street's idealism, okay? We're not Wall Street. Poor people will never be Wall Street. Poor people don't even want to be Wall Street. Poor people don't want to be poor people. Poor people just want to be people who are able to make and give their families what they need. And that's not too much to ask. I personally don't believe it is. I think people injured in car accidents just want fair benefits and settlements, whether it's from their employer, who's their insurance company, an auto insurance company, uh, medical care, 
whatever the case might be, their car replaced, not with parts that are not original or parts that are are not, uh, well, they're used parts, whatever the case might be, people just want to be treated right. When did it become hard for Americans to do that? We've always tried to respect each other. What changed? Where did, our, where did our kids get some of these ideas from? We need to know. We need to take a look at ourselves. We need to take a look at the people that we are allowing to run our lives. It really does matter who's in charge and what their actual moral integrity is. Do they have moral integrity? What do they value? Are you valued as a, as a citizen? Are your sons and daughters who are going off to war dying because of it? Are they getting the respect that they need? I think they're questions we need to ask each other. But for the rest of the day, boom! We're not going to think negative thoughts, are we? Oh, heck no, because we're going to lift up our happiness and contentment uh, sector, all right? So you're going to go out there, I hope, if you sell a home, if you celebrate Halloween, and have as much fun as you can without getting any stomach aches from eating too much cookies and candy, right? Make sure, oh, to go out there's an Estro Happy Halloween podcast there, which is a gift to you. Go out there and uh, do a search on that. That's Estro's Happy Halloween podcast there, and enjoy it. Have a good time today. Thank you for being with me. Make sure that you come back tomorrow. What time? 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we will continue to talk about contentment and happiness because Lord knows we all can use more. Have a good day, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12 p.m.